Ayo, welcome into the CHGO White Sox podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app today and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome into our West Loop offices here uh, in the... Where the hell are we? Uh, in welcome to Chicago, Illinois. Uh, in our West Loop offices in downtown Chicago, I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. I am the host of the CHGO White Sox podcast. Alongside me is Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. I've got tweets to do. I'm sorry. He's got sorry. tweets to do. You can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber to see what he's tweeting out about. Uh, I think it's 11 young uh, Venezuelan teenagers that he's tweeting out about. That That's sounded what, really bad. Oh, any yeah. other wording would have been better there. <laughs> Sounded so um, bad. It's also, it's fact- not inaccurate, but it was poorly phrased <laughs> or perfectly phrased. Go to his still factual. <laughs> Go to his Twitter and see what he's talking about. Mercy. Uh, wow. That, that's Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. Producing us today is Stephen Nicholas, and uh, we got a loaded show for you. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be that loaded uh, when we. Sent out the text at 11.30. I'm like, what are you guys interested in? Here's a Braze picture talking about music. Does that interest you guys? And uh, no hits, no responses. That, I watched it. So it, was, it was way too involved. I'm like, how do you do things other than this? Man, Spencer, whatever, Strider has way too much time on his hand. Him and his friend are just evil geniuses. And then he's a top-notch pitcher. Wow. I, I guarantee I could do an even nerdier video about music than, than he put together. Should. But Ooh. I don't know anything about the Strokes, so I couldn't comment on that. I think you'd that's like an upset. I, they, they have There's one song of theirs I know, and it's fine. Yeah, I mean, listen Last to, night, that's a fine song. Yeah, yeah. there's there's more. I mean, you, yeah. you'd like them, I think. I just got to give it a chance. Yeah, listen to their latest album. I think you'll like it. That's usually not a ringing endorsement well, of a band's it's either, caliber. It's either their first album, but like I think... They're they're an interesting band just because they've been young and like they've taken a lot of different times off. So I think this recent uh, album, it's their sixth album and their first one off RCA Records. And when they left RCA for their fifth album, they sounds were like, like he could be off. on Spencer well, Strider's. Show. I watched the video. Damn straight. Uh, oh, I see. But Good they were all gracious. pissed off at RCA, so then they kind of took a year break or you know some breaks and then kind of re-energized, took a shot at making another album. And it's very good. It's more mature. It's kind of you know. It's it's a it's an adult version of what they've been doing. It's great. Mm. Anyways, but Spencer Strider has like a, a whole like rating system. Like they have a spreadsheet, a Google that Docs. like yeah, which like and it's like chopped where it's like you get X points on presentation oh, and wow. lyrics okay. and music. Like it is dorky. That's like cool. there's equations. Because yeah, my wife yells or not yells. She makes fun of me constantly for having about eighty five different Google Docs where I'm ranking albums by <laughs> artist, by year, by the number of plays. It's just yeah. Is by plays? Huh? Is it is it by playability you're ranking these records? No, the number or? of times I've listened to them. Okay, so yeah. like on last FM, yes, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're keeping a tally. You got like an abacus. Like I listen well, to well at times. So okay. you have to you have to dig through. So last, not to get too far in the weeds here, hey man, folks, we want it. But last FM, and this is more so Spotify's fault than last FM. The whole deluxe edition, anniversary edition, remastered 2007 versus remastered 2014. It drives me crazy. Just put it all under one album name. I agree. It doesn't do that. And so sometimes you have to go through and and do that. Yeah. And that's, I mean, you're talking to a guy who loves Tusk. So not only do you have to listen to the Tusk remastered, you also have to listen to the original Tusk. So no, I I, I totally feel your problem. Um, I love it, Clark. Thank you to Luke for the super chat, the $4.20 super chat. Steve and Jason are back. Let's go. Uh, Yeah, that is is the main news. Uh, I guess it's not Spencer Strider because we have an actual show. We have White Sox news. It's true. Uh, Jason and Steve, we mentioned it yesterday uh, that they were kind of up in the air, haven't been initially announced as 
is returning in 2023, even though both of them said that they would be returning. Uh, and officially today, the White Sox announced on their Twitter that Jace Benetti will be back. Uh, he picked up his uh, option. And multi-year, I believe it said. Yeah. Multi-year. And then uh, Steve Stone was signed to an extension. A multi, also multi-year. A multi-year extension. So could be two, could be three, could be uh, four. It's at least more than one because it's multi-year. Um Sorry, I just choked. Could be 16, because uh, he's starting his 16th <laughs> anniversary. That's could, multi. Could be 16. Uh, 16 more years for Steve Stone. He'll be uh, his 56th anniversary. Uh, what do we make? Now, Now is it just a sigh of relief that Jason and Steve are back? Yeah, I call them, and I think, you know, I'm biased, of course, the best TV booth in baseball because of the games are out of reach, the games are boring. Those two guys have such a banter with each other that they keep it entertaining for the viewers because they understand that it's not – the baseball game that is necessarily needing to be entertaining. They themselves need to be entertaining to retain the viewers. Of course, me, you, and Vinny have to watch those games throughout to give a good analysis after, but I don't mind watching the games when I when those two are on because they make it entertaining because they have such a good chemistry, a good relationship with each other. I think that is part and parcel because of both of them because – you see Jason Benetti do different things like football or basketball, and he has a good kinship with all of his partners. And same thing with Steve Stone. Like, he worked with Hawk, made Hawk, you know, kind of mad. You know, Hawk is Hawk. He did. They were he, worked, he worked with Harry Carey. He worked a season with uh, Ed Farmer. You know, every Chip Carey. Chip Carey. Every time he would work with somebody, especially when it was the Cubs when I was a child, I was like, man, this analysis, it's just – par excellence and now with Jason Benetti I think he brings him up to the to the highest levels and he allows him to breathe and allows him to do the jobs that we know that Hawk Harrelson would not necessarily let him do or not let him get Steve Stone and be Steve Stone like Hawk would be himself and then sometimes Hawk would leave the booth I'll tell you what I gotta go down there and see if Tom Frazier's all right I'm going down there you take over go and take over for (laughs) seven innings it's like goodness gracious but yes I am Dr. Hawk I am Awesome. And it feels great to have these two guys back because I was worried that they were going to have either one. Having both of them back is just a uh, godsend. It's going to make White Sox baseball that much more entertaining watch on TV. They do a phenomenal job. As Mazman says, they are funny, which is, I think, uh, the number one requirement for a sports announcer. you got to make it fun because, listen, uh, I know how seriously all you folks take your baseball Remember, it's it's supposed to be fun. And so Jason and Steve do a very, very good job of that. Uh, you know, uh, Steve and me uh, align musically uh, as well. Steve Stone, fun fact, went to college with Joe Walsh, guitarist for the Eagles. Really? Wow. Yes, Kent State University. Um, so that was fun. But, yes, uh, they, they do a great job. Uh, and I think, too, if you're, a, if you're someone who has uh, watched games for both sides of town for your entire life – you remember, I remember when I was a kid and Steve was doing color commentary for the Northside team, you know, and, and I was young, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know much about baseball and, and we got into it, did me, my brother, we're watching with my dad and my mom always says she learned baseball from listening to Steve Stone nice. uh, and, and I, I just think that uh, he is a citywide figure, not necessarily just He's either for the North Side team or for the South Side team. He is a Chicago baseball figure, uh, and he does a phenomenal job. He deserves uh, all the credit for being probably one of the best color commentators uh, this town has ever had. Yeah, I mean, he he has to be the color commentator, uh, as Steven spelled Jason wrong. 
Uh, there's no uh, two O's in Jason. Uh, it's just one. And nobody sees that yet. Nobody right. sees it, but I'm wow. just letting you Throwing know. Throwing him under the bus, he, even though it didn't before, need to happen. Before, you did help me out. You're about to publish that, I no? I probably would have seen it. You, okay, all right. Just wanted to make but, sure. But thank you. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I do want to follow up with Stone's music taste. Do you know what, what well, he likes? Well, the joke, the folks will know if you watch enough White Sox games. Steve always jokes that he, and Jason always joke that Steve has five songs that he oh. likes. And he just listens to the same five songs over and over again. And they're all right right in the wheelhouse, you know, Bob Seger and uh, all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I, I was always, uh, when we were doing inter- intros for, like, guests and whatever, you know, Stoney was always on Hit and Run with uh, Spiegel. And uh, I always used Like a Stone by Audio Slave. I don't think that's one of his five no. songs that he's I'm listening gonna go to. I'm going to go ahead and say Stone Pony, not a fan of the band Audio Slave. <laughs> I used to do you play- think he's a fan of any of the bands the guys in Audio Slave are in? Why wouldn't you just play The Rolling Stones? It's in the name. <laughs> That's true. I could have done Bob Dylan like a Rolling Stone, but like could have done Muddy Waters, Rolling Stone, the original. It's tough. I mean, like the the reason why was just because it was a good bed. Like you get sure. the there's not a lot of good beds in Bob Dylan songs. Bob Dylan sure. just kind of gets into it. You know, fight back on the Bob Dylan. <laughs> no, beds. no, I'm just saying these people are going to be going to be talking to you about Bob Dylan. It's like, oh, what about this Bob Dylan song? It is a great bed. You're a youngster, 25. Shut up, type of thing. I used to use um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. In the in the stone okay. it was a great song for every time he come on with Lawrence Holmes. It was always a joy because him and Anthony Heron are my, two of my favorite guests in the score. Because Lawrence would ask him a question, seven minutes later he would ask a second question, <laughs> and it'd there be you perfect. go. And there like, it is. Oh, it'll be oh, as a as a producer, perfect. Just well, like not short answers. All the answers are long, but they're not long-winded. You know what I mean? They're all in there. They're just very informative. So you're going to say from the executive producer side, as the person who is cutting oh. the, the interviews, it's the worst because how do you chunk up this one answer that is seven minutes and it is long and it is good and very detailed? How do you get the good bit out of that? Show cut. Stone that's what, that's yes. why I would say. That's a show cut. That's we're going to... Long. We're, yeah, it's long. Just in front of it, long show cut, seven minutes. You um, go with roll away the stone, mop the hoople, chip away the stone. Aerosmith. How about Let's Go Get Stoned, Ray Charles? Come on. Yeah. It, it goes on and on. There's also a Booker uh, Booker T and MG's version of that one as well. Uh, with uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, though, local product, and Jason Benetti, local product. Just want to make sure Absolutely. I got those mentions. Yeah. Uh, Stefan Bardo, local product, uh, said, Sox PR smart for putting this out today. Uh, I'm not going to say that this wasn't my first reaction or first thought was that, yeah, makes sense that this news was being pushed. Uh, and then uh, there was something else that I saw that was thrown out there um, as well. I, I, I want to make sure. We've made several announcements today, obviously. Oh, it we was had the, the, yeah, the, the non-roster invitees to spring training. And then, uh, as I was just tweeting about here, some more uh, international yeah. free agent signings as well. So plenty of, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, there's Vinny my tweet and his teenagers. about Venezuelan teenagers. <laughs> oh, God. Police are going to come through the door here. Uh, oh, Gordon Sumner? Sting? Yeah, Sting will be here. Sting, Sting and, uh, and, yeah. The whole crew, they'll be here. Is it? I mean, it's it's a lot of news on a Friday. Is it? I mean, we are only it's Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, <laughs> oh well, it's a Friday for us. Uh, but I mean, we're about thirty days from spring training. I mean, we were talking yesterday about this whole stone and we Benetti are thing. Much closer than thirty days to spring training. Uh, that's what Statcast says. They're talking about the, the game. Okay, started. well then, I mean, <laughs> people go to spring training for the games. They're not going for pitchers and catchers. Not reporting. the players. Not the players, but the players aren't watching this from what we know. If I can count correctly, it's about 17 days till they report. If it's on. Three, it's three weeks from yesterday. And as okay. Stack has says, 29 days until spring training 
game. There you go. So my bad. Uh, so I mean, it's not that shocking that you know these these deals have been announced. And even the twenty six man that have been put out, like we knew about the Marisnik deal, the Alberto deal. The yeah, I mean, the Hamilton team never announced any of that right. though. But and now so it's this official. is when they do that. It just it, a part of it is formality too. You know what I mean? Like you guys, uh, you talk about knowing this for a very long time. Heck, remember the Andrew Benintendi news was out there almost a full what month right. before it was announced. Right? It it's just. Just because something is reported doesn't mean it's official. And also, just because something is reported and everybody knows it doesn't mean that the team doesn't still have to announce it. Carlos so, Correa, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, so so these things do need to be officially announced by the team, even if to you and I and everyone talking about this, it's all been stuff that we've heard before. Do you make anything of the all this news coming out this week? I would want to do a sinister thing. Oh, the Sox are trying to... You know, go tell people, look over here instead of look over there. I just think, yeah, as Vinny said, they had to do these things anyway, so might as well just announce them And while they have the announcements to be to be out there. I just uh, sent a text to Jason Benetti. He's like, hey, congratulations. He's like, thanks, Herb. You know, I don't think he, you know, was sweating it. Him or Steve Stone were sweating any of his things. We had talked about it yesterday, how it was weird hadn't, it hadn't been announced. And I kind of was sweating about it because I was like, if they haven't announced it yet, there might be something out there where they're not coming back. But it's a, a sigh of relief that they are. And I don't think it's anything uh, that the White Sox are trying to do a, like a Friday dump or a, like a, hey, look over here. Yeah. Don't be looking over here because we don't want you to look over here type of thing. Because well, there's nothing they can do. And just going to the, the way the, the, the Clevenger stuff. Yeah. And, and with the way the tweet was phrased, I mean, it just seems like maybe they were waiting to get that deal done with Stoney. Like, I mean, the, the Jason part was an option or a, a, what was it? Uh, yeah, picked, it was an option. So they picked up his option. Um, so I think maybe they were just waiting for Stoney to, to sign on that line before announcing the full package, right? Like, we don't want to be like, oh, Jason Benetti's coming back, but, you know, Steve Stone's still up in the air. Like, wait until the final thing is already in pra- package. So I guess, you know, if, if I had a thought about how the, the deal happened or whatever, I think it would probably just be, you know, they picked up Benetti's option and they were just waiting on Stone. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's anything nefarious. It's just... Great th- word. They had to... Thank you. Uh, they, had to, uh, they, they had to announce this stuff at, at this time. It's just again an, an unfortunate week. You never, there's never good news or a good time for, you know, the MLB announcing the investigation into Mike Clevenger. You know, I mean, well, they like, didn't announce it. Oh, it was, right. Well, uh, this all reported from, on. A story. Oh, right, but it all stemmed from social media. You know what I mean? Like, not only do you not have control over anything, it it had had the had the woman not posted on social media, this might never have been reported until there was you know resolution to that investigation. So. Um, you know, like it, when it comes down to, to timing, I mean, this is what news is. It's when people decide to uh, to, to share that information. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know how to transition out of out of these topics. Uh, someone said too, it was like, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I don't know what to say. Uh, What's next? What's next on the docket? Yeah, I, I guess we'll take an ad break here. Um, <laughs> I can read Matthew Lucas' four twenty. Matthew Lucas said, my bad socks move just makes it seem hollow, but what do you have to do, uh, 35th and Shields? Just hope I live long enough to be proud of the team eventually. Um, and I, I 100% agree. Um, I don't, again, like, the situation's fandom, very weird. I think fandom is at a, not an all-time low, it's just at a low right now where people are just wanting something. And baseball games and the actual team winning baseball games, somebody said it cures all. I don't know if it cures all, but it makes people put their – bad things in the back of their head keep it there 
because they know this team has a history of, you know, not making their fans very happy. But all is needed is a good baseball, a good game. They see the team progressing. And that's going to be until April. you got to wait till March, the first game, I think, uh, versus Jose and Brady and the Astros are the end of March. But we're right there, guys. So I, I feel the same way as you. Like, I am a, at a low point for my White Sox fandom. But some of the things can be cured by actual good baseball in 2023. And they're I think the, we the, might be they're there. They're in the and playoffs. Think, they're in the playoffs just the year before last. Yeah. Right. Well, then, all-time low? No, all no, time I'm low? not at all-time. I'm at a, a very low point in my White Sox fandom. But Other times before that, it was like they're just in second place. They were competing, and it felt good that they were battling versus the Cleveland Guardians, Indians at the time in the 90s. And then when they won the World Series, I was like, man, that tastes I can't get that taste out of my mouth. I need that again. So that's what I've been on ever since then. So, yeah, this is uh, a time where I'm like, they finished in 81 and 81 in a year they're supposed to compete. And so, yeah, I'm kind of well, sad. Sox Fest was uh, canceled. All these things that were happening with the White Sox. It's not a good time to be a White Sox fan, but we can have a good season and things can be like, okay, we're back to normal. We're back to 2021. Our, we're feeling great about ourselves. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, listen, do whatever you want. I'm just saying. It's not a good time to be a White Sox fan when they won the division the year before last? No. It's not a good well, time to be I, a White Sox fan. I, I no. just think that especially wow. when That's you're— Some high standards. Some really, but, really well, high standards. Again, it's what they, they've, ex- they've expected and they set for themselves. And mm-hmm. that's why when we've been talking about the upgrades the Sox need to make and you know raising the bar or keeping the bar where it is, it's like it's not beating the Cleveland Guardians and it's not beating the Minnesota Twins. It's beating the Astros. It's beating the Yankees. And it's because when they signed Grandall, they said that window was a five year or whatever your contention that's what Kenny Williams said that's the that's true when it comes to them meeting their goals that they've set for themselves can you not have fun if they don't win the world series yeah that's a hundred percent I can I will I had fun in 2021 I didn't think the season was a disappointment in 2021 I actually thought it was a great season the 2022 of course disappointment if the White Sox this year go out and win the AL Central and get defeated in the first round I'm gonna be upset because, as Sean said, as Rick said, we're going to be competing for multiple championships, and you can't compete for multiple championships if you're not in the championship. But not upset, even the AL championship or in the World Series. But upset in terms of, oh, man, I'm upset that my favorite team lost their playoff series, or I'm upset this season was a total waste and I hated it. Well, no, I, I think Because yeah. last year, listen, so, guys, I'm on board. Last year, they gave you a lot of reasons to be pulling your hair out every night. I understand. But, you know, just in general, they're fine. They're not a bad team. No, right? but but so I, I think Greg sums it no. up well. Um, you lost your leader in Jose Abreu, no Sox Fest, Liam's health news, which is a horrible update, and then you have the Clevenger news, and now you look at this team, and before the Clevenger news was released, it seemed like they really had a team set, and honestly, before the Liam news, before. Like, you had your closer, you had your left fielder, you had five pitchers, now you've lost your closer, and we don't have a timeline for Liam. We don't know if he'll return in 2023. So that very important part of your team, you know, you didn't even trade him. Like, we were talking about trading Liam Hendricks before the uh, news of his cancer uh, diagnosis, or uh, I forget the... Uh, diagnosis works. Diagnosis. Uh, you know, we we're talking about like you're a division contender. Like you can't trade away Liam Hendricks. Well, now you lost him to unfortunate reasons, and then the rotation goes from four guys to five guys. And like this rotation that was very iffy, that even Clevenger didn't solidify it. Like now he's possibly and likely gone. So it's just it's just tough to now be like this team is going to be 
contending in 2023 just because they've lost those two pieces. We'll see. We'll see how it plays And then you have to deal with all the health issues that they've been dealing with in 2021 and 2022. As I've mentioned many times, I just find the fan psychology aspect of some of this very interesting. And I'm just, I'm always curious to learn more about it. That's all. Mm -hmm. We did, I was just on our CHGO sports podcast and our subject today was was, uh, curses, Mm -hmm. new curses that might be afflicting Chicago teams and, and, uh, Luke and, and Kevin start out talking about, well, the Bears have been cursed since they won the Super Bowl in the, ni- in the ni- mid-1980s. And I'm like, well, but they were in the Super Bowl one year. That's pretty good. That's, like, that's not cursed. I remember that season. I had a, a blast watching that season. Like, I just, this whole, this whole championship or it sucks thing to me is very, well, not, the way, right it's not it's, the way I used to, to watch sports, and I'm very curious why why so many people look at it that way i think now. right now it's less championship than or, or championship than or uh, it sucks or sucks i think it's just the fact that you know all of the unfortunate stuff that has happened in the way that they've tried to get to that championship uh connor says perspective the team is probably favored to win the division 2023 no nope. guardians are uh that's not Whoa. an all-time well, what low would you, what would you say guardians You'd pick the Guardians just by just by odds, just by our our sponsor DraftKings. I'm just saying, who would you predict today to win the AL Central? The Guardians. They got they got better. The White Sox got worse. The Twins got better. I think the White Sox on paper have the best roster of those. They have the best roster, but I think and trust me, we'll talk about all the ifs every day from now until probably after the season. But the Guardians didn't lose anybody for the most part and added a good bat. Sure. The Twins added a premium. Well, it didn't add. They just re. They brought back the same brought guy and then the traded guy, their best hitter. And got a pitcher. <laughs> and I think those two teams got better while the White Sox got worse because I'm still in the Jose Abreu thing. I think the man's going to have a quality year down there in Houston that he could have had up here. And we could have had all three of the guys that we kept on talking about with him, Vaughn, and Eloy Jimenez. So, yes, I think the White Sox, I am pessimistic right now. I am waiting for good baseball. I would love to be proven wrong. But um, right now I'm thinking the White Sox are a second or third place team as we currently speak on January 26th. By the way, the anniversary of the Bears winning Super Bowl, I believe. Yes. Uh, we tweeted out today on the CHGO Sports Twitter, like the five Super Bowl records. Well, I'm the hold. only person who was alive from this four. Oh, I yeah. definitely wasn't. Okay. I was, yeah, I was four years four years away. Oh, wow. Jesus, yeah. I'm old. I remember I watching. Was, I was 11. Drinking some, right, years drinking some delicious Kool-Aid and some uh, Swanson chicken nuggets. <laughs> watching on a screen that was half the size of the one we're looking at right now. Probably like a 20-inch screen. Had a time of my life. Um, so, I, I mean, if, if I were just looking at the AL Central, I would say like the, the odds are probably like 35%, 33%, and 31%. And you could pick whatever team you want for that. Sure. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't think that there's a, a clear team. I think the Guardians, you could probably favor them just because they did it. Um, you know, if They're you wanted, coming off the best season, but yeah, but every season but, is new. And, so, and yeah. I mean, you even look at the 2022 Sox, though, and that went 81 and 81. Like, they now don't have a fifth starter. They lost their closer and they lost their best player. Well, we don't like, know. There's they a lot of questions there. Well, yet. Yes, I, I would be surprised if Mike Clevenger ever pitched for the White Sox. Me too. So that's that's. But, I, but we don't know. Remains yet. to be seen. We don't. It remains to be seen. But I, I would just say that I think that it, it's tough to put stock into this team right now with those question marks, just because the Abreu one will be answered in the first month, but the other two, you know, we don't know when we'll have resolutions on that. Uh, and I think can we go back to Connor's point just because I thought it was good. Uh, perspective was his point. That one. Uh, the team is probably favored to win the division in 2023. That's not an all-time low. 2013, late 90s all-time lows. Awful attendance. Irrelevant in Chicago sports news. This team is relevant at worst. And I, I don't disagree that relevant. They're they're not relevant. You know, 
they're not relevant or anything like that. But I look at the Blackhawks and like right now, even though they're the worst team in the NHL, this isn't the worst time in their franchise because, you know, they weren't even being broadcasted on TV. Right. Um, I understand that this isn't the worst results the White Sox are getting. I understand that this isn't really the, you know, worst team they've ever put out. And this isn't the worst effort they've given. But I do think that just when their goal is we are trying to build a contender and you have one season where you are the AL Central champions in the three years so, that you've been contenders. Like, so far. So far. Yeah. I, and and I, I think that going into year four, they're not clear favorites. We just said that, you know, it's, sure. it's, it's I just think that that is a failure on their end. And I think that the way that, again. Well, the test's it, not over yet. The test's not over it, yet. It's not. Last year was sh- certainly a favor, there, failure, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I, yeah. And it's also, and, I, and with Connor's point, those 2000. 13 and the late 90s teams didn't have expectations. Right. I didn't like it's. But isn't it better to have expectations than to not have them at all? It is better to have (laughs) expectations, but you're not close to them. And then this window we're in right now. Were they realistic? I mean, Rick Hahn said, ask me after the parade. Like, like we shouldn't be in the spot where. No. Are we going to win the AL Central talk? It should be like, you don't think the Astros are like, man, are we going to win the AL West? No. The Yankees are not like, are we going to win the AL East? They might say that because it's a tough division, but they're not worrying about the AL East. Same thing with teams anywhere else, like the Dodgers out in the NL West. The White Sox are still like, are we even going to be competing with the team that won the AL Central last year or the team that finished behind us in the AL Central last year? We shouldn't be in that spot right now. That's why it's a low point because the expectations are so high and our team is a middling team. And so it's not necessarily because we have great stars or we have great uh, performers on our team and so we should be more hyped. It's because the expectations are through the roof and they're not set by us. They were set by Rick Hahn saying, we're going to be competing for multiple championships and they haven't done it yet. And it could happen this year. And if it happens this year, we're all like, yeah, hey man, I mean, they Good haven't job, even, Rick. They haven't even co- competed for a, a, a pennant. Like they haven't even won a close. a world a, a, a round of the the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. So. I'm just I'm just drawing the comparison between uh, in 2020 and 2021. This team did something it had never done before. Right. It was good enough to make the playoffs two years in a row. Called 2020, whatever you will. I remember it happening. They were in the playoffs. Uh, if they were <laughs> before that, they never done that before. Right. Never once ever. So you can say that it's the golden age of White Sox baseball. Shy, <laughs> shy of twenty oh five when they actually won the World Series, they had never had a two year span better than twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. I think they've been in playoffs eleven times and nine times during my lifetime. Nine, eight times during my lifetime. That's tough. They were only three. Wait, before you were what year were you born? Seventy eight. Eight. They won in fifteen fifty nine. They went to the playoffs. No, they've been four times before that. So. 59. 06, 17, 19, 59. It. 59 to 83 was no playoffs. The Yankees were good. Yes. Got to remember, the Yankees were really, really good. But <laughs> that whole 40 years of not going to the playoffs is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like That would seem to be an all-time low that's, versus now when they I, have a, a roster that could easily win the division. Let me go ask Seamus <laughs> McManus to see what he thinks. I was, there, I there, was at the game in 23. Only, were there only Irish uh, folks around that? Is that what's happening? I was at the game in 23. Those guys were bums. That's why we called them bums. <laughs> I think, though. I don't like, want to talk to that. 23 to do. I, I appreciate it. Let's dance it. to Charleston. 
Uh, That's bad. I like, I like 20s herb. We need more of 20s herb. 20s herb is the best herb. Oh, um, the TV will never go anywhere. The radio's where it's at. <laughs> would, some, would 20s herb even know what a TV was? No. <laughs> Model T, garbage. What about walking? Uh, These kids. <laughs> I don't even know how he started on that. 20s herb. I I mean, currently I'm 20s herb too. Yeah. 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 20s herb is back. (laughs) What would you, what what, what old modern or what old technology would you uh, now, would you uh, advocate for? What Model T was out of fashion in 1920. What what would you say? What's out of fashion now? What's Uh, what's old man herb saying? uh, I'm trying to think of what's new right now. And then I was like, this will never catch on. Zoom. Oh, you mean currently? Yeah. It has to be currently. Yeah, like 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm oh. like, oh, TV. Well, we're going to be watching most of our, our TV on the internet. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> the cable's never going away. <laughs> Payphones? That's where to call people. Collect. Sheffield and. Is it Armitage? No. There's a Webster. Sheffield and Webster in oh, Lincoln Park. Yes. There is still a payphone. Yeah, across really? from the ham place. Yep. Mm-hmm. The jam and ham. Yep. Yeah. Should we go use it? Yep. No. Okay. Well, yeah, I would. It's bring, probably I would, really dirty. I would bring some bleach wipes, but hey, did uh, you ever call anybody collect, Sean? No. Okay. I remember, oh my god, those commercials all the time. Every other commercial There's commercials for payphones in the nine. No, for, in, for in, in the nineties, every other commercial was for collect calling. There were like eight different ten, numbers ten, two, that 20. you would, Yeah, yeah. What is ten, collect ten, three, calling? four, five? You could win a prize. You, well, payphone, you had to pay to call your mom, yeah. whoever. Collect calling you, they would pay your you your mom would pay the whoever is receiving the call would pay. It's like sending a telegram. Yeah. Mm. So you would do this. And you like it's like requesting would, on Venmo. They would say, "What's your name?" It's like, "Mom, I have the movie theater. Pick me up and click and never let her pay for it." That's what you do. And when you were in uh, prison, I was never there. I think that would, they would say, "There's a collect call from prisoner and inmate inmate five four three twelve one." Why was a robot on the because other end of the line? There are prisoners, <laughs> and then you would choose to accept it or not. It is sad and desolate in prison. Um, there, see, Dan knows. You always, like, Mom, come pick me up. There's no cell phones. Remember, Sean? I do remember that. No, I do. I just, I, I didn't know how it worked. I didn't know uh, that, you know, you could force Mom to pay it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she'd be pissed. Thanks, Mom. How much was it to make a collect call? Less than a dollar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that was like, you know, 20 bucks in the 90s. Because of infl- that well, much, inflation yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's there's some calculator out there. You can figure that out. Uh, we do want to take a break and let you know about Goose Island. They're the presenting sponsor of the CHU, uh, the Chicago Sports Podcast that Vinny was just on with Delicious. Kevin and Luke. Uh, and they are the sponsor of today's podcast as well. CHGO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. They've been Chicago's beer since 1988. We talked about the Hawks earlier. They currently have a limited release Blackhawks Pale Ale. They have a limited release Bulls City 312. Both of those teams play tonight. Maybe, uh, you know, if you're, you're picking a Bulls or Blackhawks game, Bulls. you go over to Benny's and pick, you know, the Hawks and maybe watch the Bulls game. Maybe pick the Bulls beer and go watch the Hawks. Whatever, you know, whatever floats Or you can goal. mix and match. It, it, you can mix and match. There you go. Uh, you can also get the Bourbon County Stout, the Christmas IPA, the Beer Hug Series, which Curb currently has cracked. Secret beer Hug. Greenline and Matilda. What's your favorite beer out of the top right now? Are you, you, you enjoying the tropical ones? It's the Secret Beer Hug ones, the Beer Hug ones. I just get different ones. The tropical one is... A little strong for my liking, but this is perfect. 6.8. Mm. 
Delicious. I think uh, the other one's like nine. Uh, yeah, the other day I did it on the air. I was like, woof. Yeah, Cody was friends. blasted. I'm out here. Out here. Doing the CHG. That's why I keep show. the water next to me because I got to drive right home. But and hey, we got an event will, coming up with uh, Goose Island. Yeah, one uh, will knock me out though. With the Blackhawks, uh, the Hawks and the Coyotes uh, will be taking place over at the United Center. And I think there's still a couple tickets left uh, and very, very limited left. So if you do want to join our Blackhawks takeover of the United Center, uh, definitely make sure you check out allchgo.com. Diehards get 20% off. Um, and that is on February 10th. Game ticket includes uh, – or the, the ticket uh, includes uh, a ticket to the game and a shirt. Um, and it's a ride over, right, as well? Yeah, and you get a free beer at the uh, the Goose Island section over the United Center as well. Yes, and you guys will be watching it from the Goose Island section, very similar to what they're doing in the 500 section at the, the Sox Park, right? That's one of the kind of carved out, like, viewing areas that you can watch the game from at the UC. So uh, a very cool spot to be hanging out watching the Hawks and Coyotes uh, at the UC on February 10th. Uh, Goose Island's two locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovative tanks at Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or get a smash burger and fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. Goose Island Beer Company, they are the best. Can you give me another honk just real quick while we're, we're around here? Thank you. Uh, Pins and Aces is the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our Pins and Aces gear and are getting tons of compliments on and off the course. Haven't been hitting the links recently. It just snowed in Chicago, but they are a family-owned golf Ooh. and apparel business. Uh, hey, we were talking about moving to Scottsdale. Herb said he'd never do it. You seem to be... Uh, you moved to Arizona, Glendale? Well, I'm not a Scottsdale guy, but I would... I mean, the weather in Arizona is just lovely at this time of year. Uh, once you get to July, that's a little bit of a problem, but yeah. You I get, saw it was 30 degrees sweat, though, the other day. It's fine. It's hot, but you don't sweat. It's, <laughs> so, it, it is hot. H- hilarious, Stephen. <laughs> you ever seen me? <laughs> Some people don't sweat, I guess. Herb's sitting here sweating while it's snowing outside. Yeah. Uh, Pins and Ace is making amazing uh, polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve, an innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep your drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code CHGA to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, yeah, I know the, uh, the, the the haphazards or the hazards of, uh, you know, uh, a sweating. Uh, our guy Rick Camp used to, you know, during the summer walk from the train and he would uh, bring uh, two shirts, 20, uh, one for the walk there and one for the walk home. 20-minute walk there from the... Uh, <laughs> Ogilvy Transportation Center, but I went out to um, Arizona, and yes, I get the dry heat thing, and I get what they're saying, but I still sweat. It's because it's hot as shit out there. Saul Bookman from our PHNX people, he said it was like 35 degrees the other day, and they were like, oh, freezing, and had to chisel out their... uh, their windows because they don't have snow scrapers, so they had to use like their Costco cards out there. No, <laughs> I'm my parents, good. My parents are there currently. It snowed just a couple hours north of where they're at. Oh man. Uh, oh yeah. It, it, it snows in Flagstaff all the it'll time. It snow yeah. in Arizona a lot. Yeah. It hit you twenty see degrees. The Grand Canyon, it hit the twenty degrees, and like I think the highest it hit was fifty degrees while they've been there. They've yeah. been there for over a week. Oh, Perfect. They picked, they picked the wrong time to yes, go. Yes. Yes. They did. Should have went to some place. Mexico and is warmer. All their flights back canceled. Maybe they're coming home today. Maybe they're not. Hmm. Is it, oh. uh, what they do Southwest? Is that still an issue? It was Southwest, yeah. There you mm. go. Hey, uh, shouldn't have done Are that. Are they a sponsor? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, we do want to move on to the 26 players that are invited to White Sox spring training. The following players are free agents that the White Sox have agreed to minor ter- minor league contracts with. 
uh, and have invited them to spring training. Uh, relief pitcher Kenyon Middleton, uh, Jesse Schultons as well, left-hander Nate Fisher, catcher Sebastian Rivero, infielders Hanser Alberto and Eric Gonzalez, and outfielders Billy Hamilton, Jake Marisnik, and Victor Reyes, and also 17 others from within the organization have received non-invites uh, to the club's spring training camp in Glendale. Sean Burke, Declan Cronin, Edgar Navarro, Lane Ramsey are all right-handed pitchers along with Matthew Thompson. Left-handers Frazier Ellard, Samuel Peralta, and Andrew Perez. Catchers Adam Hackenberg and Evan Skog. Infielders Moises Castillo, Luis Mieses, Colton Montgomery, and Zach Remillard. And outfielders Yolki Cespedes, Oscar Colas, and Adam Hazley receive invites to major league camp from within the club's minor league system. Uh, with Colas, I want to start there. He's not on the 40-man. So uh, we do know that, like, Lenin Sosa will be there. Uh, Jose Rodriguez will be there because they're on the 40-man. But, I believe uh, uh, Yolbert Sanchez is on the 40-man as well. Yolbert Sanchez yeah. as well. Uh, so those guys will be there. Tanner Banks will be there because mm-hmm. uh, they were on the 40-man. Uh, what do we make of some of these names? Uh, is Kolosk just going to be added, you know, right before opening day if he wins the, the, the job? Is that basically right here? Like, if he doesn't look good in spring training, they could just not ever add him to the 40-man until he's ready, right? Sure. I mean, yeah, I think the idea is you never force someone off the 40-man roster until you absolutely have to. And, you know, you can obviously look at the 40-man roster and be like, well, Oscar Colas is better than that guy. Just get rid of him. But that means then that guy has the chance to leave the organization and go to another team. Uh, So, again, you want to make that move uh, as calculated and strategically as possible. Uh, Oscar Colas is the odds-on favorite to win the everyday right field job right now based on what both Rick Hahn and Pedro Grafol have said uh, throughout the winter. But he doesn't need to be on that 40-man roster until the you know opening day or the day before, something like that. So um, don't... You know, there's no need to be concerned over something like that. Uh, he'll he'll get every chance, as Pedro Grafol says, to win that uh, to win that uh, job, that starting job in right field. Development's not linear, and so they don't know if Oscar Colas is going to take the jump up and is going to look good in spring training as he looked good last year in Double uh, A AA and Triple A. So keep him off the forty man, as Vinny said. Like it's uh, just a formality. If he plays well enough in the in spring training and they shows enough to get the job right there in right field, he'll be added to the 40-man, and one of the lower players will be taken off and maybe DFA'd. And then if he doesn't, you can just keep him there. And if they want to do service time manipulation to him because he is a player that's never played in the major leagues, they can do that, have him down for a couple weeks, and then bring him up after a while, and then have people like Aloy Jimenez play right field, Gavin Sheets play right field, things like that. So... I have no problem with him not being on the 40-man, and, you know, it's not a real big-time thing right now. And so they have many options, and they don't know if Oscar Colas is going to be the guy that they project him to be right now. And so it's a good thing to have him fight for it, have him actually feel like, hey, I got to win this job, and have the people out there saying, like, hey, Aloy might be out in right field too, so if you won't watch your stuff, you might lose your job. You know, it just might be a lawyer in right field if you ain't uh, up, uh, up on your stuff in February and March. More hey. interestingly is, is Colson Montgomery being included on that list. I don't think anybody is necessarily surprised to see him there, but he's a guy who is not as far along as some of the other guys, that certainly not Colas and, and, and then guys that we've been talking about as well, other guys on that list who are very much fringe major league players depending on where the opportunity lies. But Colson Montgomery, they always say getting new experience a big league camp 
is a good thing for these young guys. He is their highest-rated prospect. He is a guy that very much factors into their future, and uh, you, you see him being invited to big league spring training. He's going to get to be around all these big league players, and you would think that it would benefit him from a uh, developmental standpoint. And we saw, too, Cespedes uh, was, you know, ended up playing in double-A, just like where Montgomery will likely start in 2023, um, and he was one of their better players, better performers in spring training, uh, just with as many home runs as he was hitting. Yeah. So uh, it would be fun to see Colton Montgomery get uh, as many reps as possible, uh, and it is just more good experiences for Colton Montgomery, uh, their top prospect, uh, who I think currently sits at 39th at Baseball America's Top 100. Colas is at 89. Uh, we do have a sponsored segment today, and it is DraftKings Pick of the Week. And we're going to go to the MLB Futures market. If Oscar Colas makes this team, he's going to be one of the few rookies, AL rookies, that will be making a club at the start of the year. And I think that's why American League Rookie of the Year market, Oscar Colas at 22-1 to 1 odds, is wow. a fantastic Delicious. bet for Rookie of the Year. Gunnar Henderson leads this market of the Orioles. Royce Lewis of the Twins at six to one. Hunter Brown of the Astros at seven to one. Anthony Volpe nine to one for the Yankees. Tristan Casas uh, nine to one for the uh, Red Sox. I just don't think any of these guys have the top and talent that Colas does. And Colas might win a starting position. Uh, and there's a lot of guys there that are fighting for positions. Might not be good and enough. He's older like, too. He is, those guys. He's too. old enough too. Yeah, uh, sitting at uh, 25. So uh, I think Colas is a fantastic bet there. And make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Down Download the app today and use code CHGO when you sign up. Bet $5 now on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, let's get into some of these uh, former major leaguers who are now on minor league deals but could possibly make the major league team. Uh, Kenyon Middleton, Jesse Schultons, Nate Fisher, Sebastian Rivero, Hanzo Alberto, Eric Gonzalez, Billy Hamilton, Jake Marisnik, Victor Reyes. We've talked about some of these names before. Gonzalez, Fisher, Rivero, Schultons, and Middleton are new to this show. Um, any of those stick out to you? I mean, you know, you're excited for Eric Gonzalez? Eric with a K. No, I don't think any of those guys are going to make the team. I mean, except for the ones, maybe uh, Marisnik will make the team. One of those outfielders signed to a minor league contract might make the team. But I don't think any of those guys will make the team, and if they do, trouble. That means somebody got hurt. That means somebody's out for an extended period of time. So I wish them well. I hope they perform and they ball out. And, you know, it's the team is pretty much set with their 26-man roster. And so unless they are just absolute beasts in spring training, I don't think they're going to make the team. And so I'm not going to put too much weight into those names. I've never really heard of most of those people. I'm – who is Fair. who is this who's this catcher? Uh Sebastian Rivero. Yeah. Uh, because we've been talking about that backup catcher spot a lot lately. We already got another Sebastian. Yeah. He's Two a, Sebastians. Fairly young. Sebastian versus Sebastian. <laughs> uh Sebastian versus Sebastian. He's Battle a, of the Crabs. Seabass. He's twenty four. Um has played two years before with the Royals, which is pretty good. I mean, I mean, we know uh, Pedro, obviously a former catcher himself, and has had experience obviously seeing him as he's played about 34 games with Kansas City over the past two years. Um, not a high-regarded hitter, at least uh, according to OPS Plus and the stats. Uh, in the majors, in the minors in 2021, at AAA in 42 games, he had an OPS of 699. Last year, he Oof. was in AA, played 42 games, and had an OPS of 704. He's just very young, uh, so I don't know if he's had enough times and uh, a time to really uh, latch on anywhere. He hasn't really played over 50 games at any point uh, at a spot in the past two years. So 
Uh, it's been an odd post-COVID stretch for Sebastian Rivera. So, but maybe he's coming to camp as, as a guy who Pedro knows and who knows Pedro and mm-hmm. can catch on quick and well, and you know ha- be able to maybe even tell Sebi Zavala and and even Yasmani Grandal, hey, this is what Pedro likes. This is what Pedro's expected. Or even if he doesn't tell those guys, Pedro can say, hey, go catch a bullpen, go catch Michael Kopech today, and he knows exactly what Pedro's looking for him to do. The Sox are in a weird position, too, just because, like, they have Carlos Perez and they have Sebi. And I think there is a possibility where Carlos Perez might be better than Sebi. The issue is Sebi's out of options. So if they do ever feel like Sebi might need to be released from this team, Rivero at least allows Perez to come up, and then Rivero can step in at Charlotte and, you know, hold down that fort. So, I mean, it's it, it just makes sense for depth, which is something that they need to fill out. I mean, we've had this last year, the same problem where Zach Collins was pretty much out of, <clears throat> out of options, and so the White Sox would have to either send him down and uh, expose him to waivers or trade him like they did to uh, Toronto to get the great Reese. Um, I don't know if they're going to do that for Carlos Perez. Catcher and backup catcher is a premium position now because of the new rules where you can only throw over two times to first base or wherever the, the person's at. The third time, you got to pick him off or the guy's going to be going to second. So stolen bases are going to be at a premium this year, I believe, because of that rule. And so the catcher position is going to be more about defensive-minded, throwing out runners, making sure the base runners are staying at bay. I don't know if Carlos Perez is up to that task. But I know Sebi has a more of a defensive-minded uh, mindset in his uh, upbringing from San Diego State through the White Sox system. Yeah, and Sebi's been very good at framing. Uh, he's about about uh, you know above average to average when it comes to arm and stuff. So I mean, he'll be fine. It's just you know we talked about Babips and Nicky Lopez's luck in 2021 and you know how it led to a 5.9 WAR season, but it's because he had a Babip over 340 and he hasn't even been over 280 since. Where's that Collins uh, at? I don't know. Uh, we do have a super chat from Stupid Donkey if you want to look up where Zach Collins is at. I think he still might be a free agent. Uh, who's the leader now that Jose is gone? We had this discussion back on Monday. I think it was a Monday yes, mailbag. Sure was it yesterday? Oh, maybe it was Monday. I think it was right. Monday because when you talked yes. to Aloy, and Aloy mentioned, you know, you asked him about leadership and with Jose gone, like, who is the leader? And he just kind of said, not sure. Uh, I don't think there is a capital T-H-E leader. I don't think there's a the leader. Um, I think there's leaders. Yeah. And it just figures out, like, who's going to be the other hitter leader, as we know Tim's one of them. Yeah, what I was saying earlier this week, you know, is very much like, the, the different position groups, the different groups of people within the clubhouse have their own leaders. And Lance Lynn has t- talked about glowingly as a leader of the, of the pitching staff, but then you got Liam Hendricks, who's a leader of the relief pitching staff. You got Tim Anderson, who's a leader for what he does for this team, both on and off the field. But Jose Abreu was the guy who very much mentored your Aloys and your Roberts and your Moncadas, guys that spoke his language, guys that had a similar cultural background to him. Uh, So, you know, every different little group of people that you can arrange in any different way are going to have their own kinds of leaders. Pedro Grafol should be expected to be a leader for this team, but he's not a player. He can only go so far in certain areas. So, um, you know, different guys are going to step up and do different things, and maybe there is no change from what there was last year. Yasmani Grandal could be a leader. Maybe we're talking about it being Grandal and Lynn and Liam and Tim and Lucas, you know, and, and those are guys that are all here already. So, uh, you know, Jose did a very specific thing, but he did it very, very well, and it was very, very important. I think less so who's going to, you know, that the White Sox have a quote-unquote leadership void 
they just have a Jose Abreu void. And I'm wondering how the team, and specifically those guys that I mentioned, are going to react to not being without a leader, but being without Jose Abreu. Well said, Vinny. Okay. All right. Nothing all, else I mean, to add on. Nothing else uh, I can add to that. I, I do just want to add a little bit more to Sebastian Rivero. And by the, sorry, by the way, uh, Zach Collins is nowhere. He's a free agent. Oh, good but him. I uh, imagine him being signed like these players are being signed, former Major League players being signed to invite a uh, non-roster invitee-only uh, spring training somewhere. He's still, Maybe. He still has a right. tool that the White Sox found draftable, 10th overall, where he gets on base. Maybe a, a fresh perspective with Toronto and Pittsburgh gave him something else. He's only 27 years old. Somebody's got to take a chance on Zach Collins. He just be- doesn't get at bats. He doesn't – nobody, nobody, the White Sox included, are giving him the opportunity for those numbers to, to even out over the length of time. You know, I think when he was here as a backup, it was – Yeah, well, we saw when he played a full season of minor league baseball, his power numbers and his on-base numbers were off the charts. But the the White Sox at the major league level never gave him that opportunity because they had Yasmani Grandal, they had James McCann before before Yaz joined. There was no... There was no opportunity for Zach Collins to come up and show that he could do that. And so it was, you know, fits and starts of him not necessarily hitting for a very high average in the limited opportunities that, that he was given. So he can't Oof. necessarily show off those that skill set that he undoubtedly does have because when he plays a full season, be it in the minors or college or wherever, those numbers are there. Well, and he did uh, flash a little bit in Toronto to start off at, uh, the season. He was like their best hitter for like the first five games, uh, and then he, and then he <laughs> fell off. what we off. call a small sample size there, Sean. Uh, it was. <laughs> uh, finished with an, an OPS plus a 92 in 26 games with Toronto, Never made it back, then was released, picked up by Pittsburgh, and in 10 games with the Pirates, he had all the chances in the world with Pittsburgh, minus 46. 10 games? 10 games. Mm-hmm. Minus 46 OPS+. plus. He batted 0-4-0 with a slugging percentage of 0-4-0. Well, uh, how, many, how many trips to the plate? 29. 29. Mm. Mm. One hit. See? One hit, three walks. Yeah. It's just no, just no, yeah. just no opportunity. We'll see what happens with him. Uh, just to add on to Rivero, though, uh, this is from MLB Trade Rumors. He sports an above-average 29% caught stealing rate, but has posted subpar framing marks in the minor per baseball perspectives. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's something Pedro can still look to fix, and he, and he is young. Uh, and the other names there, uh, Eric Gonzalez is a shortstop. He's played with Cleveland before. He's been with Pittsburgh. This is the guy who hit the ball, the rocket shot off of Lucas Giolito. For the last out oh, of his no-hitter. Right. Oh, I didn't even realize that connection. Nice. Yeah. Way, to, way to add that color there. And, hey, shout-out to Jace Benetti, who lived up to that moment there. I mean, that's that's the other thing, like too. Like, Jason Benetti can do football, basketball, and baseball because he's always living up to the moment, right? He always delivers. He can have fun and entertain you during the fourth and fifth and sixth innings. But once it gets down to, you know, bottom nine or top nine, two outs, no-hitter, he, he comes in and uh, delivered on that. And, and oh, I thought catch. that was going to be a segue to an ad. Oh, It could be. And you were like, oh, he always delivers in the, in the and, moment. I'm like, waiting for it. Like, oh, what's he going to say? Pizza Hut delivers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, no I, I, get to, I should okay. take an ad break. Uh, we'll let you know about Chi-Town Cornhole. Uh, they don't deliver. Uh, they do. They ship anywhere and offer local pickups. Boom. <laughs> Is that delivering, though? They ship. Yes. Yeah. Ship. You don't yeah. have to go pick it up yourself. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole they provider for Chicago They delivered some to PHNX. There you go. Delicious. Well, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, they have their new co- cornhole boards from Chi-Town Cornhole. Nice. 
Chi Town, but it goes to PHNX. Hey, the, uh, if we go down there, you know it's all Chicago people pretty much down there. That's fair. Uh, the number one cornhole provider for Chicago Lane. Lumanati's, Portillo's. See, I have look. been I have been to the Portillo's in Mesa. Does it work? And it's Portillo's. Same. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Travels. And they got the PHNX uh, boards and it's not, everything. It, it's, it they should got, not be it should not be at the top of your to-do list when you're in uh, Arizona. You should go do some Arizona things. <laughs> Lou Malnati's. Chicago will be <laughs> Portillo's will be waiting for you back here. Um shout out. Now they're the partners of PHNX as well. So uh Chi-Town Custom Cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for the Chicagoland era in Illinois since two thousand seven. Their signature box style can be designed digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted, and their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders recessed in on the back, LED lights that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying, and handcrafted scorekeepers. You also get custom bags. PHNXers got the PHNX logo on their bags, and you can get them in black and white like they did. If you're watching uh, on the YouTube slick. right now, you can see That's great. Their little, their, little, uh, their little foam finger dude mm-hmm. is a cactus. Oh, That's wonderful. Well, and, and we have our... Uh, our foam finger hoodies and they have their foam finger hoodies. And it's like the same thing. And I love our one and I just want the, uh, the PH and X one cause it's a cactus, but our employee discount doesn't work on their website. Really? So, yeah. yeah you I might try- need to send an email. Yeah. To, I tried it. I don't know. I, I feel like that's pushing the envelope a little bit. <laughs> can I get the employee discount for the other city? Uh, anyways, veteran owned and operated. They can ship anywhere and offer local pickups and shytown town custom cornhole spe- specializes in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts and gifts for all occasions. Occasions, especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecuers. So go check out their website, ChitownCustomCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at ChitownCustomCornhole boards. Thank you very much for your sponsorship. Also got to let you know about DraftKings. Uh, there's four teams left, two conference, chip, conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the NFL playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. And if you're not a new customer, you can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Check out CHGO Bets Daily. Cody, uh, our partner on CHGO uh, Bets, had a uh, plus 600 parlay in the uh, Bengals and Chiefs game if you want to check out his play for that. We also gave you our sides and totals for those matchups on Sunday. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can bet just $5 on the conference championship game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, You did tweet about the 11 players that the White Sox signed to international deals. James Fox of Future Sox reported that the White Sox still have 1.5 million dollars left in their international signing pool bonus so they still might not be done uh signing uh some international free agents here so uh we'll see what it that can also be turns out traded to. am i wrong yeah that could be yes yeah. so i mean i don't know if they I, I don't know when the cutoff date is that's the one thing because I, I thought i knew they were announcing it around the 15th no the cycle or is that when, when they is, when the cycle ends i yeah, guess the free agent cycle ends um I'm, I'm not sure. I, I like the Venezuelan pipeline, but as Vinny said before the show, we got a pipeline. The Juan Uribe pipeline down there in Dominican. If only someone, had written, there. If only someone had written about the Juan Uribe pipeline on allchgo.com. There you go. You could check it out. He did. Allchgo.com. You could see Juan Uribe Jr. and Juan Uribe uh, prominently photoed. Same picture. Uh, uh, yeah. Pictured in the, in, in the thumbnail. Uh, the international signing period runs through the 15th. So it goes from Jan 15th to December 15th. So, oh, that, so, so they have a year. year. So you have a yeah. whole year. So it just yeah. closes for the 15th of December to give them uh, a month right. to rest and to then go right back chill. at it, Marco Patty. Uh, so we will see. Uh, 
that's it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. We'll be back on Sunday, but Vinny won't be. Make sure you bother him on Twitter, at Vinny Duber, because uh, it's his birthday. Happy birthday, Vinny. On Sunday. Uh, we're going to give you the, the great gift. The gift I did it. I did it. I lived to 33. Well, hold on. we got a couple of days. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. Definitely. Um, hey. Scotty Pippen year. Scotty Pippen. Yeah. Well, the, thing, the Aaron Rowan year. The thing, the thing that my dad said right away is that uh, you really will. I really will celebrate four months after my birthday because then I'll be 33 and a third. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. Tree, tree, tree. What's your 30? You got to figure out what's the, maybe, you can't figure out what's the 333rd day of 33, or are you going to figure out what's like the No, the, you just go, th- one you third just go of four months. So yeah, end okay. of, end of, end of May, I'll be 33 and a third. That's hopefully nice weather on that day. And you hopefully. can just, you know, open up the Memorial windows day. and listen to records. Will you yeah. watch the movie? Play some records. What? <laughs> will you watch the movie? Will I watch what movie? Um, um, was that a police, ac- or police, uh, police file? Oh, Naked Gun? Naked Gun. No, yeah. that was a reference to, 33 and to a record. Okay. Yeah. RPM. 33 and a third RPM. That's oh, a record. Yeah. I thought it was a 45. That's well, a 45. That's a 45. That's a single. Okay. That's a single. Yeah, they're different. 33 is the, the, big, the bigger one. The, the full record, album. Your album. Your yeah. long player, if you will. How do I know this? Uh, you're, aren't you old? Didn't you have records? I had Sir? records. Is there, is there such, such thing as a 78? There is. They're very old. Those yeah. are very old, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, and uh, Cosmic Key says uh, 33 was Jesus Christ year as well. So uh, there you I, go. I like how so. he says rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> R.I.P. Sky Point. Uh, rest in peace, Jesus Christ. That's that's Vinny Duber. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. But unlike Jesus Christ, I want Vinny to stay around here, not to die at 33. Wow, I, I thanks, agree. Herb. I Me agree. too. I, I, I hope he makes it to 34. Me uh, too. <laughs> Herb, um, I mean, it wasn't uh, rooting against Jesus Christ. I wasn't around sure. then. Back when Jesus was around? No, I wasn't back. I'm old, but not that old. Okay. Uh, you, you were the closest one to Jesus, though, uh, out of, out of the, uh, the four on this podcast. I think Lawrence is over there. He's kind of closer to Jesus I than I I said on the podcast. Okay. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. He's, he's on my Twitter. He's a Methuselah over there. Oh, boy. I'm just trying to end Sorry, the Lawrence. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him on Twitter at Eckerwell23. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Stephen Nicholas for producing the podcast. And just got to get out on this note. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite team. So get fitted in the best sports gear around. Focus got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room, north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, and bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like tomorrow with apparel from leaders in sports merchant collectibles. Foco, F-O-C-O. If you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life, Foco's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com, F-O-C-O.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Just promo code CHGO for 10% off. Ken Hines says, happy birthday, Bob Eucher. 89, I believe he is. There you go. Oh, man, I watched the Miller Lite commercial earlier today. I must be in the front row. (laughs) What commercial? Miller Lite? Miller Lite commercial. Bob Eucher. It's like the most famous thing he's done before before Major League. You guys are closer to Jesus Christ than I am. (laughs) I I, I did not remember the Bob Eucher Miller Lite commercials. Uh, That's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. We will talk to you on Monday at midnight uh, for our podcast-only podcast, and we'll be back on Monday at 4 p.m. for the CHGO Live White Sox show. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll talk to you later. Go Sox.